Welcome back to Inside TBT, the official podcast of TBT, the basketball tournament. And man, oh man, do we have a lot to talk about. And is there a lot on this episode? Here's the deal. We are smack dab in the middle of commitment week for TBT, where a ton of players are announcing who they'll who they'll play with this summer, teams that they're switching from, switching to, alumni teams, finally getting that guy that everyone's been asking for. So make sure you're checking out TBT's Instagram and, of course, inside TBT on Twitter, Instagram, everyone's Instagram, everyone's Twitter. Tons of announcements coming out. Some have already come out. Some are coming out. News will be breaking really from now until TBT starts in July. The big ones we're talking about on this episode. First up, Russ Smith will play with the Ville, the Louisville alumni team. That means Russ Smith and Peyton Siva will be teaming up once again in Louisville. Get your tickets on the TBT website. Russ is on the show. We'll get to that in a moment. Talking all things Louisville, all things Russ Smith, all things TBT. And then Robbie Hummel, Purdue legend, basketball legend, is back in TBT again with the men of Mackey, Purdue alumni. Talk to him about his TBT experience so far the last few years, why he likes TBT, his favorite memories and moments. You know, if he can remember 50 years ago back to Purdue. Before we get to those interviews, got to tell you real quickly about the presenting sponsor of this episode, Chip Golf Company. Chip Golf Company is a golf apparel brand specializing in uniquely designed golf gloves and 10% and 10% of all their proceeds benefit a variety of charitable causes. Here's the deal. Chip Golf Company's goal is to help golfers both look good on the course and do good off of it. Made with premium leather for a buttery soft feel. There's a palm pad for extra comfort and support where you need it most. You got to get some Chip Golf gloves. It's helping me play better. You'll hear Robbie Hummel talk about it. Maybe he'd play a little better if he had it. Maybe he'd be a little less dirty. Stay to the end of the Robbie Hummel episode to understand that. We're going to get to the interview starting with Russ Smith, followed by Robbie Hummel. Let's do it. It's TBT season, ladies and gentlemen. Let's do it. All right, joining me now on Inside TBT, Louisville legend Russ Smith. Welcome to the show. Appreciate you for having me, Drew. Thank you. Absolutely. So obviously you're on the show for a reason. We'll get right into it. You're playing TBT. Take it from there. What What's the rundown? Man, uh, the rundown is I'll be putting on the uniform, you know, for my former alma mater. Can't wait to get out there with some of the guys I've been hooping with. And, you know, just as a, um, a person that's had success in the city of Louisville and the state of Kentucky, I'm um, looking forward to interacting with a lot of the fans that's going to come and show up. And and I want people, you know, that's outside of Kentucky to, to tune in and tap in. Absolutely. So, Russ, you're the newest addition to the Ville, a big signing. But some of the guys already involved are big names, like your former teammate Peyton Siva. What's sharing the court with him again going to be like? Oh, man, it's going to be fun. Uh, Peyton and I have really good chemistry and camaraderie together. 
Um, you know, we're we're a bit ten years removed. We're ten years removed from the from the press. So I don't know how much pressing you guys will see, but <laughs> I think I think it'll still be cool to to have some have that uh interaction um with with some with some pretty good backcourt mates and then something big that's you know happening really for the first time in 10 years also you're playing at freedom hall that's where the louisville regional is what's the first thing that comes to your mind when you hear you're playing at freedom hall again i ain't gonna lie uh the first thing, the first thing that comes to my mind when I hear Freedom Hall is 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 old. I didn't get a chance to play in Freedom Hall. <laughs> I was in the young uh, my whole uh, my whole tenure, so um, that's gonna be pretty dope. I get a good Freedom Hall experience. Um, I, as a matter of fact, I actually did play in the, um, Freedom Hall. It was the I don't know if they still have those games. It was the the Derby High School, um, the, the high school like All Star Game thing. I played in there once, but um, it's gonna be cool to get out there with you know some of my some of my uh, former teammates and stuff to to really hoop on on Freedom Hall floor. Absolutely. When you were at Louisville, was there ever a time where you were like, hey, you know what, why don't we get a game in at, at Freedom Hall? Was that something you guys talked about? I ain't gonna lie, that's that probably didn't cross my mind. The Young Center was 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 spanking new. It was it was hot off the press. It was <laughs> the Young Center was going. So uh but now looking back, looking back, it, it would have been cool to just maybe you know, get a maybe an exhibition game in there um, once or twice, or um, maybe even a throwback game in there. Like um, I know, I think the last game they played in that building was against Syracuse, and they ended ended that on the win. But it would have been maybe cool during my college career to you know we had Syracuse to to play a throwback game in Freedom Hall. That would have been kind of cool. Absolutely. So when you think back to your Louisville career, what are some of the moments that that really stick out to you? Man, uh, for my career, uh, I guess it would be the moments that stick out. I guess it would be uh, uh, the f- first time I came hobbling in there, you know, with the knee injury at 135 pounds, and um, I didn't, I didn't think much of ever, you know, playing professionally. Thought I'd be coaching somewhere after school, and then, you know, a year and a half later, all, um, a lot of the guys go down, and uh, kind of got thrown into a situation where it w- became a good opportunity. And along the way, all the guys that I met was very supportive. Hooper with Peyton, Kyle was Kyle was really nice. Um, Buckle was my roommate. Um, then Gorg, having Gorgie had my back, so we were all a family. And then it was just really easy to for me to just step into a role and um, help the team thrive. Is there any game in particular that you remember being like, thank goodness we had the Louisville fans <laughs> today. They, they helped us win that um, I didn't play this game, but uh, matter of fact, I did. I played like five minutes. Um, I, don't, I didn't think I was going to play, but I know that I think it was a layup that Peyton made. Um, it was might have been against like West Virginia or something. Um, but I, I didn't think we was going to win that. And uh, I, the fans were in it the whole way. I think Preston was making some crazy shots and Peyton made the layup. But I know that's one of the games. There was a couple games where they, they carried us. So uh, um, they, they they played a big part uh, with us along our success as well. So because it's TBT and because we want to see incredible things happen, we can't help but imagine what it would be like if Kentucky – matched up with Louisville and TBT. There's been some rumors that there's a Kentucky team swirling. What do you think of that? Man, I, I know the NCAA did it two times to us on purpose. So we matched up with them twice in the tournament. So I, I wouldn't put it past uh, Kentucky putting the team in. That'll be really dope uh, to be 
good. Uh, definitely good for the state. It'll be fun for the state. Uh, I know a lot of former guys still want to get out there and play, especially at a high level. To uh, there's always some high level players. TBT's high level. So um, if Kentucky throw a team in there, that'll be that'll be really cool. Uh, that'll be really cool. Great for the state. Yeah, for sure. So th- there's some big names that will be around for this uh, this tournament for TBT. Obviously, you got yourself, Peyton, um, Luke, Wayne, all these guys, all these names are popping up. Trez says he's going to be there sitting courtside. Are we going to get a Coach Patino appearance? What do you think? Man, I, you know, I I, uh, I I can hit my guy up, but he's always good. He's, he's probably going to be busy doing some work. So uh, that'll, that'll, that'll be a difficult catch. But uh, I think that the names we got should be should be enough. But if Patino pops in, that'll be really amazing. That'll be really amazing. So uh, we can keep our eye open, open for that. Last Last question for you here. Obviously, there would be some celebrating if you guys won TBT if you won the million dollars, if you had to put an over <laughs> of bottles of your bourbon, that's finished off the TBT championship. What would you say? <laughs> over bottles that fit. Wow. Uh, God, um, I, I know freedom hall is going to be packed. So, um, you, it's hard, man. Cause these, these guys drink bourbon here in Kentucky and, um, there's no better way right now than to celebrate something. than with, uh, with a good MMBC, with uh with 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 Smith with uh, Mr. and Mrs. Bourbon, so it, it can go, it can it can hover up into the into the thousands. I feel like <laughs> it can float, it can float into the thousands. But uh, being being my being uh taking the under on it, uh, I say uh, I say maybe a couple hundred. All right, so <laughs> right there, everyone is fired up to see you. You know, repping Louisville again with Deville this summer at Freedom Hall. Thanks for coming on the show. Nah, I appreciate you guys having me. Always good. Thank you. Talk soon. All right. Joining me now on Inside TBT, recurring guest, Robbie Hummel. Welcome back to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Andrew. This is this is a big deal because you have recommitted to play with Men of Mackey after you definitely told me that you were done. So <laughs> let's let's start with that. What's the deal? Well, you know, it's a really fun time. Um, it's fun to be around the guys that I played with at Purdue and then the guys that I've watched play at Purdue. And I think that it's it's great to have as many Purdue former guys as we can play in this thing. And it's hard because with the overseas, if you're an overseas player and your summer is really short and you're asked to take away a couple weekends or a weekend, that's, that's a big commitment. So, um, you know, I'm getting older. I'm certainly not the player that I was a couple of years ago, um, but I do enjoy being a part of the team. And whether that's the role of being one of the better players or like the Udonis Haslam role of you don't ever play, who knows what my role will be. But I, I am happy to be back with the group. Last year, you said, I'm not going to play a lot. And you ended up starting banging threes, taking charges. So I'll believe this, you know, Udonis Haslam role. When, when I see it, but for you, it means taking off a weekend of golf, two weeks of golf, potentially we'll get to golf, but what's your basketball game looking like right now? Are you playing three times a week? Well, you're busy. So I, I got to know the, the schedule. No, I'm going to have to ramp up. I haven't played basketball since October. 
So it's going to have to be, if I am going to play and not be Udonis Haslam, then I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to get into some pickup games here in Chicago and, and kind of uh, find my legs here, but that's okay. There's still plenty of time, plenty of time. All right. I believe you. And if anyone can ramp it up, it's the, it's the great Robbie Hummel. So I, I was thinking about this when I was getting ready for the interview, because, you know, I do extensive research on all the guests yes. for the interview. I've only really talked to you as an analyst and never really about your playing days. So now that you're going to, you know, put the Metamaki uniform back on, think back to your time at Purdue 25 years ago. Yep. What, <laughs> what are some what of the about? moments and games that really stick out to you from your time there? Man, it's, it's hard to pick just one. Um, you know, my favorite thing when I think back is just how close our, our group was with, with Chris Kramer and Keaton Grant and Juwan Johnson and Etuan Moore and myself and Lewis Jackson, Ryan Smith, DJ Bird. You know, you think about that core group of guys and it was just, it was such a special four or five year deal where you're, you get college basketball is amazing because you get to play with some of your best friends. You know, you you live with these guys, you go to every meal with these guys, you have study tables together, um, you go out together, you do everything together. And that's why I think the pros can be such a jarring difference because all of a sudden guys have families or guys have their college friends that become kind of their entourage. And, you know, it's just a different kind of dynamic than when you're living in the dorms or you're living in apartments all together. So that's my, my favorite thing. When I, when I think back to, to being at Purdue and playing, um, you know, game wise, it's hard to pick one. Um, you know, we, we beat West Virginia on New Year's day. Deshaun Butler was a great player. Um, that West Virginia team ended up going to the final four before Deshaun got hurt. We beat them at Mackey. Um, you know, just playing in the big 10 is, is an incredible experience to get to, to have those venues and play at places like the Breslin center or assembly hall or play a home game at Mackey arena. Um, you know, those are pretty special cathedrals of college basketball. And it's not like the rest are not, good either you know assembly hall now state farm center whatever they call it there in champaign is a great place to play um there's a lot of great venues the cole center um now we we didn't have it at the time but the, the rack or J- jersey mike's arena is a great venue. there's just so many cool places you get to play you know you play against guys like tom Izzo and some of the coaches that were in the league um but to pick a game boy it's really hard that west virginia one for sure um there was a, a two-game stretch my freshman year, and my freshman year was probably the most fun because it was unexpected. You know, I just hoped I got to play. I hoped I got minutes was my goal going in. I hope I get to play some. And I ended up being first-team All-Big Ten, uh, which was insane. And part of that was probably because the league was a little bit down. It lost a lot from the Odin team, and, and Ohio State had kind of emptied their roster, say, for Jamar Butler. Um, but we had a two-game stretch where – we beat Wisconsin on the road, and we were only the second Big Ten team to have won at the Kohl Center behind D. Brown and Darren Williams, Illinois teams. And then two days later, came home and beat Michigan State, who was a top 10 team. So both teams were ranked in the top 10. And it was like surreal. You know, it was just unbelievable that we were winning these types of games, playing four freshmen and two sophomores in our top seven guys. So it was, it was such a fun year. Um, and then after that, kind of expectations – um certainly 
make it a little more stressful. And my junior year was a blast, but it sucks that I, I blew my knee out in February. So that kind of put a damper on that one. So I would say those those two, my freshman year, or the West Virginia game are, are up there for sure. Well, that was a, a fantastic answer. You basically just relived your whole <laughs> Purdue, Purdue career. So uh, amazing. 25 years in, in a two minute span that I could do that. Um, so you've played against a ton of incredible players. You've called games for a ton of incredible players. So I doubt you've ever gotten, you know, starstruck. But when you were on the court with Jimmer last year, that had to be something special, or at least a little interesting and fun for you to be able to do and say. Well, I, I played against Jimmer. Um, he was in, I believe, New Orleans. Or maybe he was in Sacramento the first year, New Orleans the second, when I was in the NBA. Um, so I played against Jimmer before, and actually it's been fun with USA Basketball. I've been helping out for some of the three-on-three, so I've been around him a lot this spring um, at some of our camps and, and whatnot, and I'll be around him this coming weekend for the, the lead-up to the three-on-three USA Nationals. So... Um, it, I'd like to say it was fun, but I mean, I was awful and we also didn't, didn't really give him a game in the fourth quarter. Um, you know, I thought Kelsey Barlow, we kind of overextended Kelsey a little bit. We're asking him to do, you know, Hey, guard Jordan Crawford or Jimmer and score 25 points and certainly put a lot on his plate. So we'll have to, you know, ease that burden. And I think some of that is going out and, and getting a little more depth, um, you know, guard play wise, but uh, yeah, I mean, whenever you're on the floor with a great player, and Jimmer is a great player, has had a terrific career, both playing in the NBA and then going overseas. And a lot of guys can't survive overseas just because it's such a grind and it's so hard. And, and you know, the, you go to China, it's a different deal because the season's a little bit shorter, but there's a total language barrier. Like, at least if I go to Spain or I go to Italy, there are certain words that are similar. We're still based off Latin. <laughs> so like there's similar things that you can communicate. You know, Mandarin is is not an easy it, there's no there's no cognates in Mandarin. There's no similar words, right? It's just it's a totally different alphabet, different language. Um, the cultures are very different. Now he was lucky he was playing, I think, in Shanghai, which is a very international place, but he went over there and thrived. And I think him playing three on three is a great thing to to get involved and be in the mix for the national team. Um, so my a long answer, but the answer is it's always great to play against great players. It was not great to not play well against other great players, which is how I felt about the way I played. Fair enough. <laughs> that That's definitely a, a fair answer to the kind of unfair question I asked about, you know, a game that you guys unfortunately lost. We joked last year, we made that little video, me and you, where – you were bringing the ball up the court and you were announcing for yourself. Yeah. What a and tremendous accomplishment that was. If we had some higher quality cameras, it would have been like a, this is sports center type commercial. There you but go. Yes. Are you ever with friends or watching the game with, you know, family, friends, et cetera. And you just start talking as if you're calling the game and they're like, Robbie, shut up. No, I don't think so. They, my friends give me a hard time saying that I changed my voice on TV, which I don't think I do. But they claim I do kind of the announcer voice thing. I, but I now that's a pretty easy thing to turn on, turn off. You know, I I can watch a game and and not be in like analyst mode. Um, I was watching the Kings uh, Warriors game just before we got on here, and yeah, I I can watch it normally. Luckily, because I think it'd be annoying to them if I if I couldn't. <laughs> so, 
Fair enough. Again, another great and fair answer. Um, last last basketball-related question I have for you, and then I'll shift things over to the golf side of things because we got to so. talk some golf. When you play pickup, are you a sit-in-the-corner-hit-threes guy now? Well, I haven't played since October. <laughs> but I don't, I don't think – unless the pickup game is super high level, I don't think I'm to that point yet. I don't, I'm not going to be like a slasher, but I'll post up, especially if I get a switch. I mean, at what level are we talking about here? Are we playing, you know, former pros? Are we playing real, former really good high school players and college guys? What What's the level of the game? Well, the reason I asked the question is because I feel like it could go either way. If you're playing in a low level game, you might be like, I'm just going to shoot some threes. I'm not going to like show off or show up anyone but then on the other end if you're playing in a high level game you might be like i'm just gonna do my thing and uh, see i was i was looking at this the opposite way if the players are better i was like well i might be more of the standing corner type guy and if the players are worse it's like yeah i could you know i'll play pick a roll i'll drive the ball a little bit i'll i'll do some other things but i think it kind of varies in between those two states depending on what the caliber of the game is so if i brought you to like my wednesday night low quality pickup game. yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll be handling the ball playing pick and roll i'll be you know getting to my pull up doing some other things probably i love it that, that if you want to come you know get back into the swing of things that's <laughs> that a can be that can place. be step one that can be yeah. step one for me absolutely i love it all right couple golf questions for you what's the game looking like right now i know you played today i know you played over the weekend how's it looking it's good you know i'm driving it well um i'd say i'm like a i need to i've been putting my score i'm keeping a handicap for the first time so i'm probably i haven't gotten to the 20 rounds necessary to do that yet this year but i'm probably at like a nine or a ten which is solid um having not played for most of the winter um yeah i'm hitting it well got to uh keep down the irons in a little bit but it, the weather was awful today it was i went out there purely because i'm leaving tomorrow and i'm like I want to go hit some golf balls outside, not in a simulator. So I went out there and froze, and I feel like I look like it. I've got four layers on still. I <laughs> just walked in the door. Um, really windy, really crappy spring in Chicago, unfortunately. It has not been a warm, fun spring, as as you know, as a Chicago resident. Mild winter, though. Mild, mild, very mild winter. Yeah, yeah. What would you sign up? Would you rather have a brutal winter, but once it becomes April 1st, it's like, spring and summer are here or would you rather have the mild and then we're kind of still in winter today it's 48 degrees right now and raining i i think that's just such a tough question because today i obviously yeah, yeah. Would rather now take you that. sign up for the brutal but then you're like boy yeah but then you're i need this mild winter yeah those i mean we didn't have any of those weeks where it was like negative five for a week straight no nor did we have snow there was yeah. never really snow on the ground and those those are unbearable so i think i would rather take what we had this year yeah because we're now, paying the price now yeah but now we're getting you know whatever it is global warming whatever the reason is not going to ask why we're getting september october november golf weather that is true it, it has stayed warmer later i feel like the last four or five years here yeah so all right last question for you it's presented by chip golf company new sponsor of inside tbt they make these awesome custom golf gloves Sweet. all right you definitely got to check them out my question for you what's the angriest you've ever been on the golf course 
You know, it didn't have to do with my play. I, and I feel like I concealed this pretty well. I was more embarrassed, but I was kind of mad too. This is four or five years ago. I was out with a couple of my high school teammates. Scott Martin was one of them. So Scott was at Purdue with us and went to Notre Dame. Um, and we were playing this course in Indiana, North Indiana, really nice course. And there was all these, they drained one of the lakes or a couple of lakes, actually. It must have been really dry. And they, maybe they were doing it intentionally, too. And one of the guys we always compete, we're pretty similar level players. We were at the time. I've gotten way better than him now. And I hope he hears that. But, but he hit a ball into one of the lakes on the seventh hole. And it had dried up, and he walked in and hit his ball. And I'm like, this is, this is garbage. Like, that should have been in the pond. And he's like, well, it's dry. So I played it. All right, fine. So on the ninth hole, there's another lake. And they since have kind of drained it and filled it in and made it different. Maybe they were doing it to do that. And I don't think I, I didn't hit a ball in there, but there was a bunch of balls. And I was like, I'm going to go snag some. If there's some proby ones or something, I'm going to go get them. So I walk out there and I sink to my waist in mud, like quicksand into mud. And they made fun of me. And I had just watched my buddy Nate walk on this same type looking muddy former lake and go out there and hit his ball. And then I went on the ninth hole and I sunk in and I was so A, embarrassed and B, I was pissed. <laughs> I was pissed. Luckily, they had a hose. like They hosed me down. I mean, it was like, it was disgusting. So that was probably the, the most <laughs> mad slash embarrassed I've ever been on the golf course. My takeaway from that is it sounds like your glove probably got ruined and you had to go get a new one with a chip golf. Company. Yeah. Chip golf. I needed one. I needed chip golf back then. This was four or five years ago. So I don't know if they were around then. That was pre pre the existence. If they were, I, I would have went into that clubhouse and bought chip golf immediately. The last thing I have, I kind of lied about the last question and you've told me this off the record. Are you allowed to tell on the record and I'll cut it. If not the story about the Lakers and you calling the game, but almost playing in the game. Oh yeah. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Um, so let's see, this would have been last year. Yeah. Last year. Cause I did some bulls games. So I was asked by the bulls to fill in a couple of times because um, Bill Wennington and Stacy King, much like all of the world were unfortunately catching COVID. And you know, when that happened, they would, Missed a couple games and the Bulls would have to find someone to fill in. So I was filling in for Bill Wennington on this particular um, deal. It was right before Christmas in December. And I'm, I had to kind of crash course at NBA because I, I watched so much college. I don't get to watch much NBA at all until the playoffs. So I've done all this prep. It's the Bulls and the Lakers. And then I'm doing the next night, the Bulls and the Rockets. And the Lakers were easy because they, the prep was like, you know, they've got LeBron, they got AD, they had Ray John Ron. They had a bunch of guys that I had seen or played against or have seen enough of to have a pretty good idea of what they want to do. So my prep's all done and the Lakers are in town and they're, they're battling COVID too. Frank Vogel gets popped for COVID. A couple of their players have gotten popped for COVID. So my roommate from college is the video guy for the Lakers and still is right now. And he texts me and he's like, yo, do you think you could play tonight if we needed you? 
<laughs> I was like, dude, shut up. You don't need me to play. I haven't played in the NBA since 2015. This is now 2022. And I haven't played basketball again. Like, because once the season starts, it's impossible to go play. You work a lot of the nights. I haven't played since probably at that point, it would have been October at the at the earliest. I mean, maybe before that. So think about me just being thrown into an NBA. Now, who knows if I would have had to play. I would have been like a placeholder on the bench. But he said, if we keep getting guys that test positive for COVID and there's no G League guys here, you could legitimately get a call to play for the Lakers tonight, sign a 10-day. Which think about that. If I could have signed a 10-day contract and just chilled with the Lakers for 10 days and, you know, I guess I'd practice. And, I mean, I was so out of shape. But they – it was one of those deals where they might have needed someone just to fill out the roster so they could play the actual game. Kind of like Mario Chalmers got signed. I don't think he's played in the NBA in, in a while either. So fortunately that call never came. No one else tested positive, but I, I could have been, I think the Bulls G league team was out of town. So there weren't like guys in Chicago, you know, they were looking for people. If it happened that could, fill a spot on the bench and give them their eighth guy. So they'd be eligible to play. And I almost was that guy. Unfortunately, I was not. That's crazy. And correct me if I'm wrong. You then also got pulled from the radio booth booth to the TV yeah. during that two games. Well, no, that was, that was a uh, fast forward to new year's Eve. So then I, I did two weeks later, I was with the bulls doing TV because Stacy had got it. And Adam Amin had a false positive test like two minutes before the game. So I'm like, I'm like, have my headset on. And the producer says to me, Robbie, mentally prepare yourself to call this game by yourself. <laughs> I'm like, this is my first NBA game I've ever called on television, you know? And it's, it's not any different than doing a college game. The people are different. The game's a little bit different. The skill level is way higher. But in my mind, they one of the the uh, I don't know I think it was the director told me he was watching the the screen that was the camera on me. We had like the open, and he said I just put my hand my hand head in my hands and just was like, dear God, please please don't let this be the first game I ever do. So they brought over while they were waiting on Adam's retest, Casey Johnson, who's the Bulls beat writer and has been since the Jordan years basically gets a headset from wherever he was sitting and we called the, he did play. He was just like, I'll do play by play. I was like, thank God, please. I don't want to do it. You know, I've never done it. So I take it, dude. I'm glad to do that. And the funniest thing is when he got on the headset, he goes, Hey Robbie, I'm, I'm Casey. I'm Casey. And I said to him, Hey, nice to meet you. Is it Casey like C A S E Y or KC like K C. And so we didn't even, I mean, we didn't even know each other's names, which is, crazy and it actually wasn't horrible and then adam came back and called the game from the second quarter on and casey did a phenomenal job and actually that was a demar DeRozan buzzer beater um and then i did i went to washington dc the next night with him and he hit another one crazy so i i kid you not and i'll let you get out of here because i promised you like 10 minutes and we're at like 30 now but i kid you not I'm watching that game talk, i'm like texting my brother talking to him on the phone i go oh robbie hummel's calling the game that's cool I go, okay, now it's just Robbie. 
And I go, all right, update. It's Robbie and Casey Johnson. And then the second quarter, I text my brother. I go, I don't know what happened, but <laughs> Robbie and, and Adam, it's it's them again now. So Adam has returned. Yeah. I wish I had a heart rate monitor to see what my beats per minute for my heart was when I was told that Adam might have COVID and might not be able to do the game. I mean, it's just, you want to do a good job. You want to make a good impression. So they'll ask you back if the situation arises again. And in my mind, I'm thinking, I can't do a good job calling this by myself. It will be so terrible. I, I don't even know how, how it would have gone. I mean, it would have been it would have been bad. So thankfully, Adam came back. And thankfully, Casey was like, I'll do a play-by-play. Good. Please do. Well, there you go. Robbie Hummel literally does it all. Plays the game. Calls the game. Almost doesn't call the game. Almost plays the game. He's coming back for Metamaki this summer. Is it the last dance or you're not ready to call it that yet? I mean, I did say I wouldn't play last year, and here I am. So don't believe me at whatever I say. It could be the last dance, might not be the last dance. Who knows? We'll never know. Hope you enjoyed those interviews. It's an exciting time in the TBT world, not just because of TBT, but TST is weeks away, June the 1st through the 4th in Cary, North Carolina. If you're not already locked into TST, what are you doing? Even if you're not a soccer fan, this is the way to bring you into the soccer world. Huge roster signings, huge team announcements. Clubs from all over the world are coming to the United States to play in TST. At TST7v7, check it out. Of course, follow at the tournament, at the dot tournament on Instagram. You can follow me at Andrew Zolden and follow Inside TBT for more breaking news, more exciting interviews clips you name it we got it this was an awesome episode we have so much content lined up for the next x amount of weeks leading up to tbt and then of course during tbt talk to y'all next week You can't even get
and sand You never get in dubs like the Browns from the land When push comes to shove, wave that towel in your hand